0: And I am so excited about the group series that starts next week. Next week is one of those group series that I was referring to. there on the video. And let me tell you about that series. The series is called, you look to the screens, you'll see it. It's called Share the Love. And that's just kind of fun to say. Share the love. Share the love. Share the love. We hope that becomes something that gets tattooed on your brain and maybe on your arm Uh, so we're excited about this series and let me tell you why if you've been a part of the summit for a few years you might be thinking or even a couple of years you might be thinking about this time um, hey isn't there something we do every fall or you know on a regular basis we do this thing that's called the big serve where we serve all over the triad and all over. We do all these incredible things for people just to let them know that, you know, God loves them and we love them. We're trying to be an encouragement to the people around us. Don't we do that? Say, yeah, we do. And I haven't heard anything about that. It's because it's got everything to do with share the love. This is what we decided to do. We decided after years of doing the big serve that it was time to give it a re- Brand to freshen it up, to give it some new vision, and to make it bigger and better than ever. So, the big serve is no longer. However, what we accomplished in the big serve, we're going to continue to do bigger and better than ever. And from now on, we're going to be calling it share the love because it ties so greatly to our vision as a church. And I'll say more about that in just a second. But share the love. We got to talking about this and we got so excited about it. We said, you know what? This this needs to be more than just a week of serving where we serve all throughout our community and letting people know um, know, the great things that God wants to do in their life and all that kind of stuff just through generosity. Let's let's make it bigger than a week. Let's do a whole series. And so we're going to do that starting next week all through October, five-week series called Share the Love. We started thinking, man, if we're going to do a series on this, this probably should be the kind of series that we call a group series. And we get our small groups meeting all over the area to talk about more deeply, personally, how to share the love of Jesus with people through, you know, giving and serving and just how we live our lives and that kind of thing. So we're going to make it a group series. And we thought, man, if we're going to do that, let's just give everybody a t-shirt too. So next week, if you come, you're going to get a share of the love t-shirt. We'll show you what that looks like in just a little bit. But, you know, in our opinion, you can change the world with Jesus and (laughs) t-shirts, right? You could literally change the world with Jesus and t-shirts. So next week, everybody, and I mean everybody that shows up gets a t-shirt and that means your children and the peak and kids summit, first time guests, regular attenders, everybody gets a t-shirt next week. So if you're working on your fall wardrobe, we're here to help. We got you covered at least for a day. So it's going to be exciting, but let me tell you what's behind it to help you understand what's behind this series. Our what as a church, the reason we exist as a church, and maybe you've heard us talk about it already, we'll never say it enough, is to receive and share the love of Jesus. To simply receive and share the love of Jesus. And there has never been a time in our culture, there's never been a time in this community, there's never been a time in this church, and I would say there's never been a time in your personal life where we need this more than we need it now, for people to receive and share the love of Jesus. It's never more needed, it's never clearer that we need it. Why? Here's the why because everybody needs love. Specifically and especially the love of Jesus. Now, now here's the deal. If you're a follower of Jesus and you're a church person and you're used to coming to church or maybe you're watching online and you're used to, you know, going to church kind of thing, you know, church people often say things like, you know, boy, I tell you the world out there, they need Jesus. Boy, I tell you the world out there, they need the love of Jesus. I'm telling you, that guy I work with, man, he needs to know that God loves him. And we talk about the people out there, the people out there, like the people that don't know God, the people that are far away from, you know, they're not Christians or whatever. But here's the deal. Everybody needs love. And everybody specifically and especially needs the love of Jesus. So if you've been following Jesus for a week, a year, 10 years, 20 years, 50 years, you need as much of the love of Jesus today as you did the first time you ever heard about the love of Jesus. Here's the deal. I've been, I'm a pastor. I've been following Jesus most of my life. And there's never been a day that I need to know just how much God loves me. And to receive his love so that I can share his love. Never more than today. Never more than now. You don't ever outgrow your need for love. You never outgrow your need for the love of Jesus. Never, ever, never, ever. Why? Because we're here to receive and share the love of Jesus because everybody needs the love of Jesus. That's why we're doing the series. That's why this series, Share the Love, is gonna matter so much in your life in the life of this church and in this community a few weeks ago i was reading through acts in the new testament and the book of acts is a summary kind of of uh, it's a crash course summary of what happened in the first days of the early church the first years of the early church it's a history so i was reading through there and at the beginning of acts I, i got to noticing something interesting that peter and john were saying and they were doing so peter Peter and John were some of the leaders in the first church and they were Jesus's disciples, so they were with Jesus when Jesus was on earth. Now Jesus has gone to heaven and he left them kind of in charge, you know, with a mission. It's the same mission that you and I have, the same mission this church has, but they were the first ones to receive the mission and to start telling people about Jesus. Well, they started doing a very good job of that in Jerusalem and the surrounding areas and it caused a ruckus. I mean, when they started talking about Jesus and that Jesus is the way and that Jesus is the way you connect with God and and folks on what Jesus has done it really upset a lot of people like nothing has changed <laughs> right it's it's still that way it, it's just Jesus said of himself I'm going to be I'm going to be a polarizing figure I mean people are going to be some people get really upset every time my name is brought up but that's what Peter and John were experiencing and so people started questioning Peter John why do you guys make such a big deal about Jesus why are you, why all this Jesus stuff why Why don't you just kind of go with the religious flow? Why don't you just kind of fall in line with everybody else? Why all this focus on Jesus? And and this is what I read, because this this is important. Acts 4.12, this is what they said. Well, because there is salvation in no one else. So if you hear that in the first century, not Caesar? No. Not the Roman government? No. Not Moses in the Jewish tradition? No. Not Abraham? and uh, No. There is salvation in no one else other than Jesus. They go on to say God has given no other name under heaven. Not one. No other name under heaven. Which we must be saved. By which we must, must be saved. And that is still true and that is why we want people to receive and then share the love of jesus that's why we serve that's why we volunteer that's why we get in groups that's why we give financially that's why we do everything we do because there's no other name other than jesus he's it there's no other person So that's why we want people to receive his love and share his love with others because there's nobody else. He's our only hope and it's always been that way and it's always going to be that way. For some of you who've been following Jesus for years, you need to come back to that. You need to remember that. Don't ever lose sight of that because it's easy to go through the motions as a Christian. It's easy, right? It's real easy just to do the same things over and over and over again. Maybe that's why you're here. It's just what you do on Sundays. Or maybe you couldn't be there in person, so you're tuning in online. It's just what you do. It's real easy to go through the motions. But you need to call yourself back to why this matters and why this is important. Because there is no other name. No other name. Not then, not today, not ever, than the name of Jesus. Hey, and by the way, if you're not a follower of Jesus, if you're not a Christian and you've been attending the summit for any amount of time and you've still been kicking the tires on this thing and you know you need to just kind of nail this down in your life, there's never been a better time, never been a better day than right now, today, for you to nail this down and just say, Today is the day I'm going to put my trust in Jesus and I'm going to start following him. Today is the day that I'm going to receive him as my savior. And you can do that right now, right where you sit, right where you watch, right now in this moment. You can say, I'm in, I'm in. I receive him as my savior and I want to follow him. I mean, it's just that simple. There's never been a better day. Why is that so important? Because there's no other name. Then Peter and John got threatened. They threatened to shut them up by putting them in jail doing all kinds of things. And they basically looked at Peter and John and said, you guys just need to cut this Jesus stuff out. You need to stop. Just stop. And listen to their response. We cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. In other words, Peter and John said, are you kidding me? Seriously, you expect us to stop talking about Jesus, to stop telling people about what we've seen Jesus do, what we've heard Jesus teach, to stop sharing what we've experienced. You're crazy. We can't stop telling people. We can't stop sharing the love of Jesus that we have received. Basically, that's what they're getting at. And listen, Summit Church, that's exactly where we need to find ourselves. We cannot stop. We cannot stop. Sharing everything we've experienced. We cannot help and we cannot stop sharing everything that we have seen God do in our lives and we've heard God do and experienced that God has done in our own lives. We can't help but do it. It's natural. And we're not going to stop doing it. And that's what this Share the Love series is going to be about. And we're going to spend the next month unpacking what this looks like for our church, for our community, and for you individually because it's an individual thing. It's not just a church thing. And so now as a church, we're a multi-site church, meaning we meet in multiple locations physically across the triad and even an online church experience as some of you are experiencing right now. And so because we have such a broad spectrum, I want us to do something a little different from this point on in the next few minutes. I want us to talk about the specific opportunities and the specific challenges and what that looks like in each of our locations. So to do that, Right now, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick it over to Brian Marston, our campus pastor in Jamestown. And I'm going to kick it over to Andy Cook, our campus pastor in Oak Ridge. And they're going to talk specifically to Jamestown and Oak Ridge about what that looks like for you guys in the coming weeks and the coming months. And I'm going to ask Eric Waldrop, our executive pastor here at the summit, to come out on stage. We're going to talk to Kernersville and those of you that are watching online specifically about this opportunity to continue to share the love Of Jesus and what those specific situations are at each of our locations. So, guys, you take it from here.
1: So, do you like the shirts? Yeah, all right. Next week, you will get one when you arrive here, and we'll have them available for you and for your family. And I just wanna say, I like new shirts, I like new things, and this morning when I walk in, I walk into a bunch of new. One thing I heard right out of the gate is one of the couples attending our church is expecting a baby. That's awesome, right? Yeah? Even backing up yesterday, I got to officiate a wedding in in this area of a couple who attend our church. That's new, that's exciting, am I right? Yeah, we keep clapping, we keep clapping. We'll get you warmed up here. And then uh, I was sitting there and, 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 I've, and I'm talking to different people. And, and then a couple, young couple who's been attending our church and been part of everything from the beginning, I found out that they're getting married, they're engaged. That's something new and something exciting. And just when I thought my morning couldn't get any better... I meet a guy named Michael Shockley and he's sitting right over here with his daughter Isabel, uh, Isabel, I'm sorry, I said your name wrong, Isabel, and they're sitting over here and Michael is about to plant a church up in, I think, Hillsdale, Virginia and he's gonna be planting in four weeks And he was telling me he's listened to virtually every podcast, everything that we've been doing as a Summit Church and and learning from what's been happening. And so you guys are part of what's going to be happening up in Virginia. And that's something new and worth celebrating too. Am I right? So speaking of new, I like new experiences and my wife and I like to get away. Uh, we love to get away when we can, and it doesn't happen enough. When you decide to have four kids and you get fruitful like that, you just don't always get away as much, but uh, I don't regret it, but when we do get a chance to get away, it's like, yes. And we love this state. One of the things we love about this state and where we, we specifically live is that you can get in your car and you can go to the beach in a few hours or you can get in your car and go to the western part of the state and experience some incredible mountains. And, and we particularly, we like the mountains in particular and we love going to Asheville. you like going to Asheville? Oh yeah, Asheville especially this time of year. I mean, we're like like getting into leaf season and it's just, oh, it's just majestic. And so we had a chance back in June to get away for a couple days and experience Asheville while our kids were at Big Stuff Camp because we don't lead Impact anymore and we weren't going. So we were like, we'll go to Asheville um, because our kids are going to camp. And so we went for two days, but we had to get ready and find the right place. And so we did something we'd never done before. We were like, where are you gonna stay? I don't know where we're gonna stay. Where do you wanna stay? Well, why don't we look into this Airbnb thing? And I don't know if you're familiar with the Airbnb thing, but we started looking online at places to stay and Airbnb basically offers you places you can stay online. And either is in someone's house or a piece of like a, like in our case, we were looking at a, a person that owned a barn on the, on the place where they lived. and this barn had been refurbished and it was called like the cozy little cottage in the woods near Biltmore. and we have a picture of the inside of it. you guys can check out right here. Did that look so it, it, it just look so amazing. And we saw these pictures in the outside. I won't show you the outside, but it's like a little red barn. And, and, and we were like, this looks like a place that we would like to stay. And it wasn't that expensive, um, but it was a place that we go, hey, we, we would like to put our time and, and our money into something like this. And, you, you know, a picture doesn't tell you the whole story. So we looked through all the pictures and we, we were like, we wanna see who owns this place. And they didn't look like actors from Spooky Woods. So we were like, well, this might be a good option for us. They, they looked okay. And then we, we, of course, we went in and started reading reviews. And our, my thing is, as long as it doesn't talk about roaches, black widows, or roosters, I'm good, and, and we saw no mention of any of those three things. And so we saw people talking about how comfortable the bed was. And I'm like, okay, that's a plus. Gotta have a comfortable bed. And they talked about uh, how inviting the people were who owned the place. And they talked about just, just what a great experience it had and how close it was to different things in Asheville. And then outside it was beautiful and there were trees and it just got to experience the whole beauty of being away. And that's like, that's exactly the kind of place that I wanna go when I'm going to spend time and money away with my wife. Now, we all do that. We don't just jump into a trip typically without getting some kind of review from somebody on going to spend significant time and money on we do that when it comes to daycare. If you have kids, you, you don't just say, I, I'll just pick any daycare. Let me, let me, let me just flip through a book. Or like, if you're old school, you're going to the old yellow pages, or, or maybe you're a little bit more modern and current. You're, you're not scrolling through your phone. Oh, we love kids. Okay, I'm gonna send my kid there. You don't do that. You, you, you actually ask people, hey, what do, you, what do you think about this daycare? Did you have a good experience? And you check out what they say online, you check out what they say on Facebook, and because you care about the time and the money you're gonna put into that. You do that with many things in life. And so today, when we look at guys like Peter and John, and they give a review of what it's like to follow Jesus, and they say, there's no other name. In heaven, where a person can be saved. And they go on to say in verse 20 of Acts chapter four, like Jonathan referenced earlier, we cannot stop telling about everything we have seen and heard. That's a pretty stinking good review of following Jesus. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. It's a pretty good review. We can't stop. People are saying, stop, you know, we're gonna kill you. We can't stop. We can't help it. And and what makes this so remarkable is if you look back at Peter and John prior to the resurrection of Jesus, their review would have been completely different. If you would have seen Peter, he would have been like, Jesus who? If you would have looked at John and said, John, what's your review of following Jesus? He's like, well, we had a good run, but. But what changed? Because they experienced the incredible teaching of Jesus. They experienced his miracles. And they still would have been like, Jesus, who? We had a good run, but. What changed is they saw a dead man come to life. And when you see someone who is dead and they come to life, it has a way of making an impression. And for Peter and John, it went from Jesus, who? to we had a good run, but to we cannot stop because there is no other name by which a person can be saved. That, to me, is one of the most compelling reasons why you would want to follow Jesus, is looking at the disciples and what they were like before the resurrection and after the resurrection, and, and I started thinking about, well, how does this apply to us here at the Summit Church in Jamestown? Let me first of all say, we've, we've been here for, for about a year and a half. And I want to say thank you. I was talking to her setup and, and Teardown team this morning and thanking them. But I want to say thank you to the many of you who have invested time and energy and resources into making this a reality. I love what we get to do. And I know a lot of you love what we get to do, but it doesn't happen just, just easily. Like we were telling the Sepentarian team this morning, you know, we could come in here and we could throw a guy up here on the stage or a girl up on the stage with a guitar and we could just come in and sit in these seats and we could do church, but it wouldn't be really the way we do it. It wouldn't really have the kind of the same effect. And it really wouldn't be an environment that you probably would get as excited about as maybe you do. But people have, like you, have sweated, we've sweated together, we've cried together at times, we have given sacrificially, and we've seen some pretty amazing things happen. So much so to where there's some reviews we have on Facebook that I thought I would read to you, and then one I didn't get on Facebook that I'll read to you at the very end that I think you will appreciate. It's kind of, kind of special. But um, I'm going to read these really quickly, so... One person here that attends here goes uh, wrote this. The worship experience at the Summit Church in Jamestown is truly inspiring. From the music, the message, and most of all the people, I feel that I belong and can share with my brothers and sisters in Christ. Thanks, Brian and the staff. I love this church. This is the second one. Everyone is so nice and welcoming, warm, and friendly. The band is great. The services are always informative and thought-provoking. The third one. Great place to worship. I truly look forward to each Sunday. Love it. The next one. Awesome church, awesome people has made such a large difference in my life. I can't say enough. The next one. So happy to have finally found a church that feels like home. My children love the programming too. I look forward to every Sunday. The sermons keep me feeling good throughout the week. And then I love my church home. We have made some great friends, and I've grown in our love for God and others. This last one I didn't get from Facebook, I got from a, a friend last week and asked them about how the summit church, Jamestown has made a difference in their life. And this is what he said: "My family says I'm less of an a-hole." If, this, if that offends you, this may not be the church for you, I'm sorry. <laughs> but, but I wanna say, I love that review. Wouldn't it be great if our family could say, you know, uh, my, my family members are less of a-holes. I mean, I'm thinking, I, hey, I would love it if my, my family said, because of their experience at the Summit James Jamestown, that's what they're saying. I was, dynamite, some of you are gonna have a hard time moving past that for a while, but that's okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> It's, it's, it's good, it's good. It means that, that something is happening in this whole receiving and sharing the love thing. Let me say, when I, when I think about how this relates to all of us, if, if I had three things I could throw out to you this morning, um, which I'm going to do, if you did these three things, I think we would take the next, or, or hit the next level. We would go to the next gear. And, and so I'm gonna throw this out to you, and you may be doing some of these things already, but I, I'm just gonna challenge you on a new level. And if you're not, and maybe, maybe you say, Brian, I'm just here for the very first time or I've been in a few weeks. Just take your next step. I mean, and, and if you're not ready, that's okay. We, we're here for you when you're ready. But I wanna challenge you because if, if you do, you're gonna benefit in a tremendous way by, by giving your time and resources to the mission of receive and share the love of Jesus. And the first one is this, engage personally. Thing about this morning, I, I, I hear my wife appear setting the stage by sharing about some of her struggles and feeling like maybe she doesn't have anything to offer at times, and Satan, the way he comes against her, and then we start singing these songs, and then we get into what a beautiful name, and we, we're singing this song, what a beautiful name, and, and, and he, there's, God has no rival, and he, he has no equal, and, and I'm sitting there, and I'm getting mushy because I'm experiencing this moment of this personal interaction with God and and with all of you people in this room singing together, and it's powerful. There's something powerful about personally engaging in what we do on a Sunday. Am I right? If you've ever watched online, do you you have the same experience? I mean, do you sit there and you sing with your hands raised, if you like to raise your hands? Do you sing with the same kind of passion? I, I mean, maybe you do. And I, if you do, giddy up. That's awesome. Yeah, but if you get your family around a computer, you're, you're probably not singing with your whole heart. But there's something comforting when you don't maybe sing well. Like, I, I can carry a little bit of a tune, but I don't sing that well. But when all of y'all are singing, I'll sing my face off. And, and, and I will get into the moment, and I will feel in ways that I normally don't feel. There's just something about being here that makes a difference. in the worship experience and then interacting with other people. I wanna challenge you to engage personally at a new level. And you may say, you know what, right now I'm attending one time and that's, that's been good and maybe you watch online the other times or, or maybe you just go do something else. But I, I would just say, take that next step and say, you know what, I, I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go twice a month because I believe it'll begin to make a difference in your life as you begin to rub shoulders with other people here at the Summit Church Jamestown. Engage personally. Let me just say this too about online. Online is incredible. We've seen our reach expand well beyond what we could do without the online church. We have people watching from all over the world, other continents and countries. We have people that that are engaging with us and saying, hey, how can we start a Summit Church location where we are? And we're in conversations with them about maybe starting even micro sites where they can watch in their community with their friends and, and, and then talk about it. Pretty incredible stuff. Online opens up all kinds of opportunities. When you travel, you can watch online. You can stay connected with what's happening at the summit. When you're sick and you feel puny, you can watch online. When your kids are sick and you don't want to expose everybody to hand, foot, mouth disease, (laughs) you can watch online. That is a tremendous option. But let me say this. If you live close by and you're healthy, you're not traveling, you're not sick, you, you don't have sick kids... We want you to engage with us personally. The idea of online was to connect with people who aren't already connected. So I just wanna challenge you. Don't use it as an excuse to say, I'm just gonna experience it here uh, with me and the computer and God, because we know that you're missing out on something. We want something for you, not just something from you. Engage personally. It will make a huge difference. The second thing is to pray and invite let me tell you some exciting statistics, and statistics, some of you are like, oh, turtle, but statistics can be really great, because they tell a story, and let me just say, in the time that we've been here for a year and a half, we, we actually have people that are ready for you, if you're here for the first time, at the end of our services, that are wearing bright yellow shirts, that want to register you as being here, and give you a free gift, and just say, hey, thanks for being our guest, and, and we, so we've been doing that for a year and a half, we've had 284 registered guests or family units since we've launched in this, in this school. 284 people or families. That's pretty stinking awesome. Now check this out. Of those 284 families, just people who gave us a reason for coming, which not everybody gives us a reason for coming, some people are like, I don't wanna tell you. But, but when they tell us, at least 75% of the people said they were invited by a friend. You know what that tells me? You've got friends that if you were to invite, they would come and fill these empty chairs. And see, for me, when I look at these empty chairs, they represent people. They represent people that need to receive and share the love of Jesus. And you have an opportunity when you pray and say, God, give me the courage, give me the opportunity, open the door for me to invite my friend that I want to see spend eternity with you. I want to see experience your love on a weekly and a daily basis. God, give me the open door. God will do it. Jeremiah 33 3 says, pray and 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 and." and, and, and Ask God and he will tell you great and unsearchable things that you don't even know. He wants you to reach out to him and he will open up opportunities for you to invite those people far from him and the people that you know in our community. Here's the other thing. If you haven't heard me say this before, I've said it before, but we have about 24,000 people that live in a three to five mile radius of here. Whew, there's a lot of opportunity. And in this room alone, we have about 900 seats. And one day, this, when you turn around and you look around you, this black pipe and drape that, that kind of cover up this back here, we, we hope to tear that all down and move our technical people back and move our cameras back so that we can accommodate people in this community that need to receive and share the love of Jesus. We hope that one day, because people say, you know what? I believe in what God is doing here in the Summit Church Jamestown. I'm giving up my time and I'm giving up my, my resources. We're gonna buy land and we're gonna build up a, a permanent building that people can say, that's, that's where I go to church. I want you to come with me. And, and, and it's hopefully gonna be a light in this community for years to come. That, my friends, is what I see down the road. Pray and invite We have huge opportunities to fill the empty seat. Who do you need to invite that needs to be sitting in one of these empty chairs? I challenge you. You do it. We hit the next gear, the next level. And the last one is to be generous. Be generous. Now, I want you to close your eyes, and if you don't want to close your eyes, you can not close your eyes, but it's more fun if you do. And I want you to think about this. In 50 years what do you want people to say about you, about your life, your legacy? In 100 years, what do you want people to say about you, your life, your legacy? Do you want them to say you're stingy and greedy? and or, or would you like the term generosity to be associated with your name? Now you can open your eyes if you haven't already let me just say for me in 50 to 100 years i hope generosity is tied to my name and how i give up my time my energy and my my financial resources because in 100 years from now all that's going to matter is a person's relationship with god am i right is there anything that's going to matter more than that in 100 years from now It's not. Be generous with your time and energy, with your finances. We, as a location, we're self sustaining as of Jul- this past July. We were getting support from, from uh, Big Brother, and they, they still support us in other ways, but we have our own budget here in Jamestown, the Summit Church Jamestown. And so the ministries that happen here and everything that happens here, you guys are, are making it happen. It's incredible. This doesn't happen very often. But you guys, because of your generosity, we're there. But we need some of you. We need you to be generous because we can't reach our community and we can't fill these empty seats without you doing that. With your time, we have five specific areas I wanna highlight and then I'm gonna land. First of all, the foundation for what we do in here for how we do church is set up and tear down. We have an incredible team of people that serve on a two-week on, two-week off rotation. We need six p- more people on each of those teams for us to be where I think we really need to be to get done in the time we need to get done and to be finished and, and out of here in the time we need to be finished to ultimately set the stage for ex- people experiencing Jesus the way they do on a week-in and week-out basis. It's not the setup that, that, that makes everything great. I mean, we, could, we could take all this down and, and the relationships are what make things great, but it's part of what lets us have church like this and ultimately maybe be appealing to people who are far from God. Some of you, maybe you've felt like, hey, I need to take that next step. We need, we need at least six people in each team. That's 12 total um, if, if you don't like math. And, and that could help us get to the next level. We've had a few people move and a few transitions happening, and we, that would really just give us a huge boost in the arm. With our guest services team, we have this long hallway that that's, we just trudged down. It's so long. Uh, and... and Going down the hallway, it's so much better when we have people saying, hey, how are you doing? We're so glad you're here today. Welcome to the summit. Well, I was talking to Denise today, and, and, and I've talked to her over the last couple weeks, and she said we probably need about 10 more people to help welcome people into this environment. You can give it a shot in the arm to the team. If you said, I'm gonna be generous with my time, I'm going to give up my time by being part of our guest services team to make sure that people come from, that come here that are far from God know that we love them and, and we wanna make, make them feel at home. And our Pekin Kids Summit Ministries that are down the hallway this way, preschool, elementary age, we just baptized two people this last week who said they received Jesus um, when they were kids, or actually all three were were kids because one of them was nine, um, but all three were, were kids when they received Jesus. Just down the hallway, we've had 166 unique kids register with us this summer. 166 preschool and elementary age kids. You know what that means? We need some people that have a heart for preschool and elementary age kids to go down there and say, you matter. God loves you. Impact. We were talking about impact. They're praying for 200 kids to be here. That's a bold prayer. Woo. But we got our Oak Ridge location and our Kernsville location. They're gonna come in and infuse energy here. We've got a great night planned, a great night scheduled next Sunday night. We have a good core of male leaders. We actually need more female leaders. Usually it's the other way around. If you're a female and your heart beats for middle to high school students, we need you to step up and, and say, hey, I'm available. Here I am. I wanna be a part. And with a share of the love, we're about to give you several opportunities to serve this community and to make a difference. I wanna challenge you to sign up. It's gonna be online. Share the love. And and we're gonna be doing it through groups, and if you're not part of a group, you need to be part of a group because life is better together. But it's coming up. It's a way to be generous with your time. And so I wanna wrap this up with the the question why. Why do I do this? Why why do I give my time and energy? Why have I done this for the last 20-something years? I want to tell you why. It's because someone took the time to actually create an environment like this and they talked about the love of God. And I sat there that night as a confused 22-year-old, not sure where my life was going. And I said, you know what? I don't really understand necessarily everything that's going on, but I want this love that Jesus has to offer. And I, I said, you know, I don't know what happened with me through my whole life because I grew up hearing about God, but it really made sense to me as a 22-year-old. And I received his love and it transformed my life. And then I wanted everyone to know about this love that Jesus has to offer. And just like Peter and John, I cannot stop. Because there is no other name which a person is saved. And what I know is, 100 years from now, all that's gonna matter is a person's relationship with Jesus. So my challenge for you is to find your why and then take your next step and whatever it is to share the love and the ways that we've talked about this morning. What I'd like to do now is invite you to stand up. I'm gonna pray for you and then we're gonna sing one last song together. God, we thank you so much for Jesus. We thank you so much that he didn't stay dead that he resurrected and that his followers who who witnessed his incredible teaching and his miracles and everything that he had to offer prior to his death, we, we thank you for their story of they were running away, but then they saw the resurrected Jesus and they could not stop. And I pray this morning that you would grab a hold of our hearts lovingly and that you would direct us to take our next step as an individual, and as a church. Knowing that when we do that with our time and with our money, you have something for us. God, help us to remember and live not for just today, but for what will be in 100 years from now. We thank you for the opportunity we have right now to sing with healthy voices and healthy bodies to the God of the universe.